Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the WTF1 podcast. Now, before we begin, uh, there was one comment, can't remember the username, who said that they didn't like my intro of, hello, everybody, welcome back to the WTF1 podcast. Well, I've just actually just done it, haven't I? Uh, either way, there you go. That intro was for you. The more bland, beige, vanilla version. We do read the comments, and sometimes comments hurt. Anyway, we're talking about Lewis Hamilton signing his, uh, well, basically his eighth title, uh, a one-year contract. Uh, joining me in the uh, the podcast booth of the virtual world is Tom Bellingham, the WTF1 founder, and Katie, not Bellingham, Fairman, uh, who is the WTF1 editor. Uh, and that's it, guys. That's the intro. No no energy, no hype, because that one person hurt my feelings. <laughs> wow. Not, not bitter at all. I'm feeling very zen, though. <laughs> Yeah, do you feel feel different coming into this podcast? Just a little less energy, just more vibes. Yeah, I miss the hype up though. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, we can all blame anonymous. Uh, anyway, let's, let's get on to, let's get onto the podcast. And of course, the news is Lewis Hamilton finally signing his 2021 contract after what feels like about the same length of just pure negotiations. Uh, that joke is actually stolen from Alex Jakes on Twitter. Um, but uh, yeah, it took a long time, didn't it, for uh, for Lewis to, to finally say he's going to be racing in 2021. We kind of thought it was going to happen just purely from the banter that Mercedes was putting on social media. And I don't feel like they would have probably done that had the, had the negotiations been on the brink of whether or not he will, he will race. Um, but uh, let's begin... Uh, with at Matt, at Matt, underscore M, underscore zero three, who asks, what are the details of Hamilton's contract that we know of? Uh, passing over to Tom Bellingham, our contract correspondent uh, over in uh, Northampton. Thank you, Matthew. Uh, here in uh, a windy Northamptonshire. Um, yeah, so Hamilton has signed a one-year contract, which I think maybe surprised a few people, not sure. Um the, the actual wording is, together we have decided to extend the sporting relationship for another season and to begin a longer-term project to take the next step in our shared commitment to greater diversity within the sport, which basically translates to, and and from, from what I understand is, yeah, there, Hamilton signing a one-year contract from the F1 side, but he's clearly committed, um, as he has been, obviously, all, all season um to uh with his hamilton commission all that kind of thing to create more uh you know diversity in the sport and help mercedes with that and that's potentially why the contract maybe has taken till the the 8th of february which is probably one of the latest we've ever seen a a contract be announced especially for a world champion exactly his contract um, for 2020 expired on the 31st of December at sort of 11:59 p.m. So of all this he was time, he's unemployed for yeah, literally he's not been wow. in contract for a couple of months. So uh, it's certainly an unusual approach to take, and why so many of us have been talking about it. But the details, like Tommy said, is they're going to be continuing the sporting relationship, which is 
quite an unusual way to word that um, and the further commitment to greater diversity and inclusion in motorsport so as Tommy mentioned there Hamilton after we had the the break with Covid obviously global news was all of the stuff to do with the Black Lives Matter movement Hamilton a huge advocate for that um, and used his platform to speak up on it and coming back to the racing he said that he wanted to start up Hamilton Commission to effectively encourage people from all backgrounds not necessarily race but gender as well um, and he felt that it was an important thing for him to do as somebody who is such a heavy influence in Formula One to encourage Formula One to be a more diverse sport, which I don't think any of us are upset or angry about. I would like F1 to be as diverse as possible. So um, both him and Mercedes are going to be continuously improving that work uh, both on and off the track. And he said, you know, Mercedes have been extremely supportive of my call to address this issue. And uh, from the way that this statement has been worded, it sounds like Hamilton will continue with Mercedes, maybe not necessarily in a driver role, but um, maybe as an advisor or somebody on the board if he decides to retire at the end of 2021, which is a question that comes up later, I'm sure. Indeed, uh, we're very lucky to have such a, an influential champion as uh, as Lewis Hamilton doing so much uh, for the sport and you know, for all the grief he gets for, for other parts of his life. Um, I, I don't think, you know, n enough people appreciate uh, just how much work Lewis is putting in behind the scenes to, to make a difference uh, and, and, and I guess leave a legacy as well within the sport, not just for, for world titles, but also uh, changing the sport for the better. So, uh, you know, I'm completely behind uh, what Lewis wants to do. And, you know, whether that was just the case was, was kind of working out the fine details of how Mercedes is going to help Hamilton in his, his fight for, for diversity and so on. Then, you know, maybe that was it. Maybe it was logistics. Who knows? Because a lot of people were questioning whether it was money, whether it was the length of contract, whether it was all sorts of stuff. You know, veto on teammates. We'll get onto that. Um, but uh, but yeah, it, it seems like it's definitely a long-standing relationship between between Hamilton and Mercedes. Uh, but obviously, the the big part was the one-year contract. If we're looking at it from a, a sporting and a, a, well, us as motorsport fans, it potentially looks at Hamilton not being a part of the sport after 21, so before the new regulations. Wardy1706 asks, is this the beginning of the end of Lewis's career? I mean, if it were me, I'd be asking, what else is there left for me to achieve? I reckon he'll buy a stake in the Mercedes team before he wraps up. I've seen it happen before with other drivers in other categories. Potentially, uh, it's all speculation, isn't it, really? We, we can't uh, look inside Hamilton's mind unfortunately you know he said a few things about you know whether I'll be racing at all in some press conferences which sparked a few rumours um, I don't think yeah as we've mentioned I don't think he'll turn his back on Formula One uh, because clearly he feels like he's got a lot more to achieve on the diversity um, and you know the Black Lives Matter movement and so on uh, that he wants to make a change that way it's just whether or not you know he gets eight world titles this year which looks very likely and uh, and then he's the greatest of, of all time you know, wraps up before the new regulations where potentially we could see a new front runner. For me, it makes the most sense if he does hang up his racing gloves and boots and puts on his change hat. <laughs> <laughs> you get what yeah, I, mean. I get what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. I think the fact that he signed a one year deal shows he's definitely it's something he's aware of. And we've mentioned it before on the podcast where even little things like him getting involved with Daniel Ricciardo doing a shoey or something shows his kind of lighter side that he's maybe thinking 
more towards the, the end of his career and doing the things that he wanted to achieve in the sport, whether that's fun things like that or the more serious matters, like like we said, of the uh, increasing diversity. And he wants to obviously leave a legacy off track as well as on it. Um, but at the same time, drivers don't really think like that. Um, they're very different to, you know, we had this conversation with Grosjean about whether he'd want to race again. Um, and, you know, they're hardwired. They want to achieve success. And Hamilton probably is not thinking, what else is there left for me to achieve? He's going to want to win loads, loads of titles. And while it seems perfect that, you know, he gets title number eight and it's a nice number that puts him statistically the greatest driver of all time and then can retire. He has said on more than one occasion that he feels like he's in the best form of his life, which I think a lot of people would agree with. And he feels like he's only just getting started and doesn't really want to retire. So yeah, I wouldn't say never say never. And in terms of him buying a stake in Mercedes, personally, I don't see him being involved. We've we've mentioned it earlier. I, I can see him involved as maybe an ambassador for Mercedes and like we mentioned earlier, the Hamilton Commission, he's got his Extreme E project as well. Personally, I don't see him as the kind of person that would be sat on the pit wall as a team principal or something like that. It, it, I think it would very much be that side of the sport. I think that's a fair comment. Although I I think that a stake in Mercedes as a team is probably quite a sensible option for Hamilton. You know, he'll want to probably continue that Mercedes tie if he's going to be developing this uh, diversity program with them. And we know, you know, how well Mercedes and Hamilton work in such good harmony, hence why they're so competitive as a package. Um, The only issue with having a stake in the company is that at the moment, Toto Wolff has a third uh, Daimler, which is essentially Mercedes, own a third, and then at the end of 2020, Ineos, which was a sponsor that came on with Mercedes, um, they also have a third of the company. So somewhere in there, and I'm guessing it's probably more likely to be Toto's side of things, he's going to probably have to give up some of his stake in the company in order to keep Hamilton happy, if that's what Hamilton wants to do. But I mean, I don't think Mercedes are going to essentially drop off a cliff as soon as the new regulations come into place. So there's probably going to be some benefit in in having those stakes. But like you say, maybe Lewis isn't interested in those kind of business side of things. Um, and he will just want to stay on board as an advisor um, and sort of become maybe like a figure that Nicky Lauda was to Mercedes. But I think, like, like Tommy said, drivers are a completely different breed to any of us. Uh, DC was talking about it and saying, you know, drivers are selfish. They think they're the best at everything. And... I very much doubt that Hamilton uh, will think, do you know what, you know, I've spent my whole life with the goal of racing an F1. I'm I'm not going to bother anymore. Like, I, I think that he could possibly retire at the end of the season, but Hamilton's somebody that's got so many passions, um, obviously racing being probably the main one. But like we mentioned, he's got his Extreme E team. He's into fashion. He's into music. He's doing songs with Christina Aguilera on the side. So there's plenty of things that he'd like to probably invest his time in more. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> I think it all comes down to whether or not, you know, and Tommy mentioned that being in the, the form of his life, whether he actually feels like he still is in the form of his life and he can take on the, the very best and win. Because I think as, as long as he's got that, I think he'll race. We've already seen that he can juggle 
you know fashion music whatever you know he's been able to do that before he's been able to go to fashion shows then fly to singapore and win and you know there's all sorts of stuff that has proved that he can manage all of this stuff uh, on his shoulders so uh, it really does depend on how he feels within himself and whether you know he believes that he's achieved everything um, and and how much he really cares about bowing out as the greatest or taking that risk of going into the new regulations and Mercedes not being the quickest because, you know, we've seen it with regulation changes, you know, when we thought Sebastian Vettel at this point would have 14 world titles, you know, we discussed it before and maybe not 14, but we've discussed it in podcasts before. We never thought that anyone else would win for quite some time. uh, And then Vettel just didn't win anymore with Red Bull. So, um, yeah, it's it's an interesting one to think about. It depends how much you know how much Hamilton feels he can still achieve because uh, he is getting older and he's not going to be in the form of his life forever. Uh, but he certainly proved last season that he's uh, he's still got it. Uh, Jack Dunstone eleven uh, has just asked a simple question, which I'm going to ask both of you: uh, Will Hamilton retire after this season? I think I'm leaning more towards no than yes, but I think yes is definitely still a possibility. So I'm going to say like maybe seventy thirty no, Tommy. I I don't think he's going to retire. No. Okay. Percentage go. Uh, eighty. Eighty twenty. Okay, Ooh. Tommy. Uh, Tommy. Yeah, you've already said that, Katie. <laughs> uh, I think Hamilton won't retire now. Um, and my percentage, I'll go in between. I'll say seventy five twenty five. God, you're just playing it safe, aren't you? I love it. Uh, right. Cool. So uh, there you go, Jack. Uh, next question, Thomas Andrews 01. Could Lewis take a year out in 2022 to see where Mercedes are, then come back in 23 if they are still competitive? I don't think he would do that personally, especially at his age, to take a year out and then try and get back up to speed. I don't see that personally being a real factor or something he'll be assessing, really, because if his love for the sport is there, he's going to be want to be the one leading the charge at Mercedes and, you know, because... It's not just down to the Mercedes engineers to make a quick car. It's also the drivers, as much as people seem to think that uh, Lewis and and Valtteri get in a car and it's immediately quick and they don't do anything to change the car and make it any quicker. That's not the case. There's clearly a reason for the fact Lewis has won in every single season he's ever raced in. Um, So for me, I don't see that as being a possibility at all. No, I, I agree. I think when he's gone, he's gone. He doesn't seem like the kind of person like... Fernando Alonso, who left. Are you going to say well, that? Well, I mean, Alonso left because uh, he mentioned it on our podcast that we had with him that he wanted to finish the World Endurance Championship, become a world champion, and races clashed. And he thought, you know, I'm not in a particularly great car. And now the opportunity's there for him to come back. Whereas, you know, Lewis Hamilton, it seems like, and especially as we've mentioned so much in this podcast already, has so many other interests that I think when he decides to call it a day, I think that's it for him, personally. Yeah, I mean, that would just be George Russell's luck, wouldn't it? If it, George, we're going to promote you up to Mercedes for 2022. And he thinks, oh, this is amazing. And then, oh, sorry, George, Lewis is actually coming back. He's changed his mind and you're going back to Williams. <laughs> that would just be just nice. so George Russell. Uh, but yeah, I don't think that he's the kind of driver that would take a year out, evaluate what's going on. Um, he's somebody that's so passionate about F1 and he'll want to be at the forefront of the next generation of F1 if you want to refer to those regulations as that so I think it's a neat idea but I can't see it happening I know I know you'd never say never with with these sort of things but there does seem to be this almost maybe it's hope more than anything maybe people have sort of forgotten the last seven years but 
that that Mercedes will just fall off a cliff as soon as the new regulations are. I know Red Bull did to a little bit, but at the end of the day, they changed them fairly significantly in 2017 and they still won the titles and stuff. I know it's a big rule change, but there are a lot of people acting like, oh, it's a bit of a risk. Maybe Mercedes might just completely fall off a cliff. It's one of those things, isn't it, where... Well, they could yeah. because with, with with how big the technical regulations are, uh, or sorry, the, the, where the changes in them, um, you know, we could easily see uh, a risk in a certain thing, or one of the teams come up with a brilliant innovation, and uh, well, like with Braun GP, for example. Uh, so there are miracle stories out there. So Willi- it's Williams, that Williams get an amazing car. George finally gets the jump gets over to the Mercedes, Mercedes, and then Williams <laughs> get like the double diffuser or something and do a Braun and win the oh, Latifi becomes world champion. <laughs> yeah. first. Uh, imagine uh, if that actually happens that will be the most viral <laughs> f1 clip ever that you've just yeah. said um but but yeah back to hamilton potentially retiring i still it, it it's really weird i'm like torn because obviously i've said 70 30 i don't think he will retire but i still think in my head that it's perfectly likely with a one-year contract that he could it, it genuinely depends on what his mindset is because i think as you said tommy as soon as lewis decides he's gone he's he's gone yeah. Like, that's it. Like as soon as he loses love for the sport, because I'm, you know, I, I feel some people might uh, bring up the tweet that I put out uh, earlier today about the fact that you know he's had the one year contract and it could be likely that he bows out as the greatest ever. It really does depend on his, on what he wants to achieve, and it feels like he's more and more leaning towards making change than he is winning world titles it feels like it's almost become like a thing that he just he'll just do because mercedes are so good and valtteri is valtteri um <laughs> so yeah it's, it's a weird one and i'm sure it's going to spark a lot of debate in the comments uh so so hopefully you guys will will uh debate it nicely uh down in the comments section um moving on to uh another thing which kind of came out with uh damon hill of all the people was the one that kind of leaked this on twitter well i say leaked it was more like stirred the pot uh, about the teammate Vito. Um, R. Shepherd 1433 says, do you think the rumours about his teammate Vito are true? And what are your thoughts on this? Uh, so Damon Hill came out and essentially said that, uh, that well, basically that Lewis Hamilton uh, is allowed to veto his teammate, basically, which would assume that, you know, you then, uh, well, that's the reason for the holdup in the negotiations and, and that sort of stuff. So uh, what what do I think it's true? I mean, it's happened before. I don't personally believe that was the reason for the holdup, nor do I think Lewis really would be that kind of driver personally. That's that's my thinking. I don't personally believe it's true, but yeah, it was certainly a bit of bit of rumor and uh, something to spark debate on social media. Yeah, apparently it came from Japanese media or something, and people were there like, "Well." Why would they know? Why would anyone know other yeah. than Mercedes? Like, where would this rumor have exactly. come from? It's just something to question. It. Personally, uh, I'm with you. I don't agree at all. And I don't really get where it's only in recent seasons that the narrative that Hamilton doesn't want a strong teammate or maybe has an easy teammate has come about because of Bottas. But at the end of the day, he's been paired with three world championship teammates in his career and Hamilton didn't make Rosberg leave did he I mean I guess he did technically because Rosberg was absolutely burnt out by winning his title and said how tough it was to race against him but it wasn't it wasn't Hamilton going to Mercedes look guys you need to get rid of Rosberg he's too quick I need someone 
not as good. Do you know what I mean? So why why suddenly this has become a thing where Bottas, um, you know, they they're keeping Bottas because it's the perfect harmony. It's not. I, I know we can question his results, and at the end of the day, while it may be boring for us fans, a Bottas we don't think is going to win the world title. At the end of the day, for Mercedes, he finishes pretty much always second in the championship every year because the car's so good gets them the world drivers championship and doesn't ever crash into hamilton like rosberg and hamilton had so for them it's the perfect situation so why wouldn't they they keep that so yeah i don't i don't really get the it, it seems like people so quick to jump on that and be like oh why like hamilton why doesn't hamilton want george russell there and stuff and it's not mercedes decision to make the sport more entertaining for us when that might just cause fireworks and while we'd love that as f1 fans it's not mercedes responsibility to do that is it totally i think as well with social media nowadays it's so easy to just put any kind of oh well i heard this about the hamilton contract you know um and people will lap it up but I think the rumours about... Well, Damon Hill of all people, though. I mean, it's not, it's not yeah, quite, but... uh, you know, a George Russell Stan account saying it, is it? It's, uh, it's good old Damon, so yeah, which you'd assume would champion. have some kind of credibility to it, but uh, clearly True. he would base Maybe his sources off. Maybe he was just bored. Off... <laughs> Can't see some <laughs> drama on the timeline. <laughs> just so out of but... character that Damon Hill's just gone... Yeah, let's let's cause some... Gone rogue. Gone rogue. Gone... <laughs> just cause, Get the popcorn cause chaos. and press send. <laughs> But yeah, I, I think Hamilton's not the kind of teammate that's going to make all these demands as to what teammate he's going to have. He obviously knows George Russell is an insanely quick uh, young talent and Hamilton's been that himself throughout his career. So um, I think the partnering of Hamilton and Bottas, like you said, is a very safe pairing. Um, although us as fans don't get the enjoyment out of seeing Hamilton normally always finishing first and Valtteri a safe second... Uh, Mercedes probably are not too bothered about what the fans really want as long as they're getting the results. And when you compare the pairing of Bottas and Hamilton to, I don't know, let's say Verstappen and Albon last year, when you look at the difference in results that they were achieving, it just shows like how perfect Mercedes have got it in that there was never really any drama and they could just sort of let the lights go out, send them on their way and nine times out of ten you're going to get a Mercedes 1-2 result so they're probably quite happy to let that partnership um, carry on and so is Hamilton yeah there's absolutely nothing to gain for, from changing it and you know we, we call for it because we're fans and we want to see excitement and I think 2022 will be a very exciting time for, for the driver market again uh, depending on obviously what Hamilton does uh, but yeah, it, it makes no sense to, to change up the Bottas-Hamilton combo because Bottas just looks like he's happy to be there as much as every single year he comes out and says he's he's unlocked the secret. He <laughs> I've knows got exactly a plan. What, he's got the plan to beat Hamilton uh, and so on. You know, it's, it's really like you know, very tame in terms of really coming at Hamilton. I feel like Rosberg definitely got inside Hamilton's head a little bit, uh, whereas Bottas... I don't think really ever has. I mean, you you hear the post race interviews from Hamilton going, "Oh well, oh good on Bottas. He did, <laughs> he did a nice little nice little move on me in turn one. I thought, good on you. 
It's just like, jeez. <laughs> going back, going back to corners later, but yeah, it's still nice way. Yeah, could he have any less respect for Bottas in terms of his actual uh, ability to challenge for a championship? It's it's ridiculous. Um, but exactly. But yeah, yeah it's going to be it's going to be very interesting indeed as we move towards uh, some more driver driver transfers. Uh, what about Russell? Of course, we have mentioned George a little bit. POTUS2007 asks, what does this mean for Russell's possible future in a Mercedes? Free seat in 2022? Or do you think Hamilton will extend the contract one more season? Obviously, we've mentioned about Hamilton and whatnot. And it really does depend on what Hamilton does. Uh, it's going to be interesting as well what Mercedes do then. When Hamilton does hang up his racing boots, your Mercedes aren't going to go to Bottas as their number one. Not a chance. I think that's pretty much a unanimous yes from pretty much everybody that Bottas, unfortunately, doesn't seem to have the minerals in order to carry a team to a championship. I'm sure he could win a championship in a Mercedes if Hamilton wasn't there, but he's not a number one. Uh, he doesn't have that, not only the, the, the mentality, because he has the, the, the speed in qualifying, but the mentality in the race doesn't seem to have the race craft that you need to, to win a championship week in, week out. So, you know, do they go for, for George Russell? Do they go for Max Verstappen? You know, there's there's all kinds of possibilities out there. Um, but but George Russell is very much hanging on the coattails of what Hamilton does. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I'm still adamant that there's absolutely no way they're ever putting Russell with Hamilton as a teammate partnership. It's all down to Hamilton retiring the day they put Russell in the car for me. Um, they have played it very well, though, Mercedes, because in 2022... Hamilton, Bottas and Russell will all be out of a contract so they can essentially plan exactly what they want to do um, because, yeah, it's not a case of, oh, Hamilton's out of contract but Bottas is in a contract and Russell's still at Williams. They're, they're all out of contract that year so that's when it's going to get uh, really interesting to see what they do. But, um, I mean, I said it this year, I still don't think they like well I will 100% say they will never get rid of Lewis Hamilton as long as Hamilton wants to be there there's absolutely no way all these things about oh well Russell got in the car in Bahrain and was really good um why would they want to keep Hamilton Hamilton's staying as long as he wants to Mercedes as far as I'm concerned and it will all just depend on him going when Russell gets his chance for me but that but then again if Hamilton stays two three years Russell must be thinking you know I've proved myself in the best car on the grid that I can win races and I'm sat here in a Williams not being able to do anything I think we're, we're jumping a little bit I mean obviously Russell had a great Bahrain short weekend but I, I, I'm always of the one to say let's rem let's just remember that it was Bahrain short which is oh yeah by not, not by exactly me saying proved himself i don't mean the most i don't mean that he uh, proved himself tracks, better yeah. than hamilton like we said it before i think um max verstappen's response was perfect when all the journalists asked him why would why would you have lewis hamilton because he's the one that you know we saw what happened in turkey um that george is a, is a good driver uh, he, he he no doubt proved that he's got what it takes and he, he is a good he's got yeah he's got the mentality yeah, to win i did i certainly sure. didn't mean oh yes he's better than lewis hamilton because he nearly won just, one just race that yeah off, that's mate. fine you know, that's fine yeah because all the comments will be that um but yeah i i still think it's on hamilton when he decides to go because why wouldn't they he's he's in the form of his life they've got this perfect partnership and like you say before it there's no 
people discredit Hamilton being part of that team. I know he's not there with a spanner, um, <laughs> you know, working on the car, but he is the driver that gives all the feedback and comes back to the car. And like you say, he he works on that car. I don't think there's, it's, while it's the change in regulations and no doubt the Mercedes are planning for it, it's not a hundred percent a coincidence that when Hamilton moved there, they started becoming the dominant force and have still continued to dominate because they're, they're just the perfect team driver partnership in Formula One. Yeah, I'm in agreement with Tommy there and I don't want to literally sit here and repeat what he said because I think what he said is spot on. But looking at Hamilton as a driver, you know, there's lots of drivers on that grid that if they were in that Mercedes, no doubt they could probably become a world champion but it takes another caliber of driver to be somebody that can actually lead a team you know we've seen that with Hamilton and no doubt I feel the same way about somebody like Max Verstappen or a Sebastian Vettel um, but for me somebody like Bottas just doesn't have that quality about him you know I'm not saying he's a terrible driver because he's obviously got to be fairly decent to be able to be in that Mercedes seat and being kept there but yeah I think I don't see Hamilton and Russell being partnered together. I think that's probably not something that will happen, uh, but it will all depend on who does what after 2022. And I'm so excited to see what the driver market happens for that year. There's even talks of people like Max Verstappen being linked with Mercedes, which yes, is a whole nother story, especially as one, he's under contract with Red Bull. Um, so he'd have to break that contract off. Um, and two, I mean, from Red Bull to Mercedes, that's like the ultimate betrayal. But I'm sure Drive to Survive are ready with their cameras to capture all the drama. <laughs> is that the ultimate betrayal? I, don't, I think there's more. I think there's worse. What you know, would like you say Ferrari is the ultimate? Ferrari to Mercedes. Mercedes that surely that's... I don't know. What do you think I, about I Russell? This this kind of got mentioned before when there was, there was talks that Russell was... Again, it was rumours, but that he was questioning... Uh, Helmut Marco wanted to buy Russell out his contract um, and get him in the Red Bull. If Hamilton signs a two-year deal next next year and they keep Bottas again, what do you do as George Russell? Do you stay put knowing you're going to get in the Mercedes and just nah, yeah, go. you'd you go, go, wouldn't mate. you? you go. So it is a tougher. 100%. It is tougher, George, because he's essentially sat waiting in the worst car on the grid to join the best car and hoping that he joins the best car on the grid and just yeah, sat there wait waiting forever, and then how long does he no. wait so yeah fair enough he's you know waited around for a couple of seasons in the williams and you know maybe the, the mercedes the crown jewels of the of the grid could be uh, available to him but no i think if hamilton stays on and there's no chance of hamilton russell combo which tommy you've already written off uh then yeah george has got to go to another front running team like like Red Bull, um, especially if they can. Well, it depends if Verstappen. Then who knows? It's, it's going to be a, a very interesting, rumor-filled uh, few years, I think, uh, around then. But um, a quick question again: uh, Unfunny Yen Jen says, if for some reason George Russell couldn't take a seat after Hamilton retires, who do you think would? Um, and obviously Verstappen's in the mix for that. Um, I mean, it's it's anyone's game, isn't it? Really, it's anyone who's really performing very well that that can potentially lead a team. Yeah, true. I still, I've said it before. I, I think Verstappen, if if George hadn't have had the opportunity in Bahrain, yes, it was Bahrain short, and it was only one race, but he's proved that that he can do well. 
we had many discussions, didn't we, that if it keeps going on and Hamilton retires, yes, George is no doubt an amazing talent, but is it a risk to put to put him in the seat? And Verstappen is one of those drivers that not only he's proved himself as probably the best driver other than Hamilton in the sport, he's also arguably the biggest name in the sport after Hamilton now as well. And Mercedes is going to have to look at it from a marketing perspective. And while, yes, in our F1 bubble, we all know who George Russell is. I think a lot of people outside of Formula One that maybe just know a couple of drivers. He's not maybe particularly well-known name. So it's going to be really interesting to see what they do. And I'm I'm not counting out Verstappen just yet. It, you never know. Vettel? Vettel to Mercedes? I can't. Well, he's yeah. now a, a Mercedes-powered team, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, that's, so. that's, that's why I brought it up. But, you know, yeah, I think it's, Start it's, the it's a huge amount of speculation, which, uh, which is always very exciting. Um, but, yeah, but, I mean, Verstappen is also... Uh, a teammate ruiner, career ruiner. So, you know, maybe his driving style is so unique that uh, the second driver only works for Daniel Ricciardo. But anyway, moving on. One final topic. Will Lewis win title number eight? Shifty1776 says, is there any reason to believe Lewis won't win it all this year? No. <laughs> Tommy. <laughs> In my notes, I've just read, no. <laughs> that literally nothing yeah. else. Yeah, I can't. I can't see it. I I know that people. There's been. Oh, this could be Red Bull's year. Said it last year. Oh, Every year. oh, because the the what was it? The calendar favors them and stuff. It's the same regulations as last last year. They're probably going to be even more suited to Mercedes because no doubt some teams will start thinking about next season. So they're not going to develop as much. And you've got to think that on a normal calendar, that's where Mercedes thrive as well on those tracks so yeah i can't i can't see it happening that anyone other than hamilton winning the title and i'm sure many agree (laughs) yeah i think that's going to be the title decided sort of here and now really but i'm sure aside from the title fight obviously us fans want a, a juicy title fight but hopefully there'll be other stories throughout the season that can be Equally as entertaining, but yeah, I think this is probably Hamilton's eighth title in the bag. We're just gonna have to wait. Well, we've written yeah, that off. We, we? we just got to wait hurts. till twenty twenty two when Williams get that boost and Latifi wins the title. Uh, do you know what I mean? So we're just holding yeah. that. Off. And has a trophy made of Nutella <laughs> in the fridge? So, yeah, yeah. yeah who puts Nutella in the fridge? Do not, do not agree. Bad. Um, anyway, yes. So. Please do watch Formula One this year, though. Yes. Uh, because <laughs> as much as we've written off the fact Lewis Hamilton's going to win the title, most likely, you know, anything can happen. And um, I, there's still going to be... We had amazing races last year. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'm sure, again, we will, we will have some uh, that, are, that are bangers. It's just it's just Formula One. We, there will be uh, good races. And, you know, you never know. Lewis Hamilton might just not turn up for the first few like he has done in previous seasons. But he turned up for most of last year and... That was 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 very good. Um, That's it, pretty much. Um, Tommy, final thoughts? Uh, Verstappen (laughs) and George Russell, Mercedes 2024 lineup. (laughs) Wow. Okay, brilliant. We'll 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 revisit this in three years. Uh, Katie? My final thoughts was going to be don't put Nutella in the fridge, but that seems quite (laughs) a rubbish one compared to Tommy's. Well, look, you've done it now. Uh, That's it. That's, That's your final thought. And, uh, well, What's your it. final thought, Matt? We're done. 
my final thought Ooh, nice. is uno reverse cool. yeah cool. uh well i mean i was gonna say something about mick schumacher being in ferrari but that's not really uh tied in with with lewis and uh what we've been speaking about for the last uh, 35 minutes but uh, i think lewis hamilton will be gone in 2027 yeah 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 2090 that's fine we move on Thank you, everybody, for watching. Uh, make sure to, to give us a like, five stars, whatever it is. Give us a positive. Come on. Whatever whatever platform you're on, you know the drill by now. And uh, if you want to get in touch, ask any questions, like the the, the guys that have been featured this time, use the hashtag WTF1podcast. Uh, check it out on Twitter and Instagram when we ask for your questions, uh, any suggestions as well, that time when's that we do, any, anything like that. You can uh, always message us. Uh, we we will see them and also in the comments as well. That's it. Thank you so much to Tommy and to Katie and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. That time when Nicholas Latifi won the 2022 no, F1 World Championship for Williams. it. Purely on a diet of Nutella. <laughs> With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.